0: Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. You are the Potter; I am the clay. Mold me and make me after your will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. God, we pray now that you will bless both the hearing and the proclaiming of your word, that the communication of your word would be clear so that your people will hear from you. Forgive me of my sins, Lord, of thought, word, and deed, omission, commission, those things that I have done covertly, overtly, and inadvertently so that as your word goes forth, it will not be hindered by the human vessel it will go through. We ask you to bless now as only you can. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're in the midst now of what is arguably the busiest time of year, and for many, the most exciting time of the year in terms of sports. College football is in full swing. College basketball right around the corner. NBA basketball, National Football League, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League. All of those sports are playing, and if you are even a casual sports fan, you have seen athletes get tired and exhausted. And whenever a player gets tired or exhausted, they have a sign or a signal to give to the bench to let the coach know they need a breather. Uh, Sometimes they just tap the top of their head or they'll make a sign or motion. Uh, If they're... Entire team is tired. The coach will take a timeout to give everyone an opportunity to catch their breath. I remember growing up, I'm not sure if it still happens because I don't watch wrestling now, but when uh, they would have two people wrestling against each other, they would, when one was getting tired or getting beat real bad, they'd get to the corner and tag their partner. They still do that? They, they tag the partner and tag out, and here comes the fresh team member in, to take over the match. Now, my brothers and sisters, all of us can identify with that idea of being physically tired, of getting to a place where you like to just call a timeout in life. But, but what do you do when it's not your body that's tired, but it's your spirit that's tired? Uh, what, what do you do when you get to a place of soul weariness? When when you're beat up, not just physically and emotionally, but add to that equation being beat up spiritually. And and you're just just trying to figure out how to make it through the present day. The children of Israel had been going through some difficulties and tough times. Uh, They had been going through uh, attacks from their enemies as God would many times use their enemies to chastise them. They they never could seem to understand, to get it in their spirit, that obedience to God led to prosperity and disobedience led to punishment. And so for almost uh, 95 years, they were in this cycle. And then on top of that, they had coming before them what all of the people didn't know It would end up being Babylonian captivity. They would be taken by the enemy. Their sin was so great that God would allow them to be taken by their enemy to a strange land. Many of you have heard the psalmist lament when he would say, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Somebody in here understands what it means to be in the midst of trouble having come through trouble and facing trouble. and Today as we talk about who God is, it's in Isaiah chapter 40 that the Lord reveals himself to the nation in a very powerful way. I want to talk today from the thought El Olam. El Olam, the everlasting God the everlasting God. And if I was going to tag this text beyond just calling the name of God, I might talk to you about a permanent fix for a temporary solution or a temporary situation. How do you allow God to come in and encourage you in the midst of your temporary trials and tribulations to the point that your focus is no longer on your problems, but your focus is on your problem solver? If you have your outlines, would you say amen? Amen. If you need an outline, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. For those who are streaming with us, thank you for being with us today, allowing us into your home to touch your head, inspire your heart, encourage your spirit. And I want to encourage you to download the I Am Hope app. It is on that app that you will find the Sunday tab, and if you click on that Sunday tab, you can see a fill-in-the-blank outline through your smartphone or your pad device. Three things I want you to see today that I hope and pray will give you some encouragement so that you will learn a lesson that the children of Israel seem to have problems learning. First thing I want you to see, number one, you need to realize the everlasting God can handle your temporary problems. The everlasting God can handle your temporary problems. Now, I know for some of you, you might think I'm not knocking at your door because you might believe that your problem is a permanent problem. But I want you to understand something about the problem you're dealing with. It has a start and it has a finish. And just like it had a beginning, it's going to have an end. It is going to morph. It is going to change. But even if your problem feels like it's permanent, I've got news for you. There's something more permanent than your problem, and that's the power of God. (laughs) Verse 27, Isaiah chapter 40. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Now, you've got to remember the children of Israel had gone through a time of suffering, The Assyrians, the Babylonians, and the Persians all had experienced victory over the children of Israel. And in those victories, it appeared that the false gods of their enemies were greater than the true and living God. So the children of Israel get to this place where they are questioning, one, does God know what we're going through? And if he does know what we're going through, why does he seem to be ignoring what we're going through? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever prayed that way to say, you know what, God, do do you know, do you remember? Do you remember me, God? And God, I'm trying to do right, but why does wrong seem to be winning against me? And, and, and when are you going to give me relief, God? When are you going to let me get out of this situation, the circumstance, God? God, I'm calling on you. I'm waiting on you. The children of Israel, the Bible says, felt like God didn't see them and felt like God didn't care. And it's here where Isaiah reminds the people of the greatness of God. Listen to what he says. Verse 28, have you not known Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Isaiah says to the children of Israel, instead of praising the Lord, you have been complaining to him. And Isaiah says the reason you're complaining is because you're focusing more on what you're going through than focusing on the fact that God is with you. He says to them, "Have you not known? Have you not heard that the Lord is what the everlasting God, the unchangeable God? Or lamb means always, continually, eternal, perpetual." Here is what he says: From their trials in captivity. The Jews would need to learn firsthand and perfect their knowledge of God. Let me put a cord in the meat and park here right now. Because many of us think the goal and objective of God for our lives is to get us out of something. Or it should be to get us through something. Or it should be to give us more stuff. When in actuality, what God longs for is for you to have a greater knowledge of who he is. And sometimes the reason God allows us to go through what we go through is not so he can give us more stuff. It's so he can give us more knowledge of him. Because sometimes we seem to forget who God really is. Olam, always, continually, perpetually. He is the always God, listen carefully, who is God always. He is the always God who is God always. Israel said, wait a minute, but but you've forgotten about us, God. He said, no, 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 I didn't forget about you. I'm still God. But our enemies seem to be victorious. He said, it doesn't matter what they seem to be. I'm still God. Because the issue is not, will you be victorious over your enemies? The issue is, will you grow closer to me? And will you become more like me? Our God is from everlasting to everlasting. Look at 1 Chronicles 16, 36. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people shouted, Amen, and praised the Lord. Psalm 90 verse two, let's read it together. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Hebrews thirteen let let's read it together. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday yes. and today yes. and forever. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Number two, you need to remember Who God is and just put this in parentheses next to that and what God can do you need to remember who God is and what God can do have you not known have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth he does not faint or grow weary his understanding is unsearchable He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Do you not recognize who you are talking about? I can hear Isaiah saying in a more modern vernacular, you better ask somebody. (laughs) don't, Don't you know who God is? Don't you know, I mean, sometimes we think that we are legends in our own mind and we think folk are supposed to know who we are beyond our immediate household. But there's no question that God should be known by his own people. Don't you know who God is? You need to have faith in God. And one of the challenges for the children of Israel is their failure to have faith because they forgot what he said and they forgot what he had done. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? Nothing hurts us in our walk with God like self-imposed amnesia. See, when you forget what God has done and you forget what God has said, then you position yourself to take matters into your own hands and force God to give you a refresher course. It's as if God has to give you some spiritual CEUs. Some continuing educational units, you know. Here's what Isaiah says. Recognize God's awesome greatness. Look at what he says. The Lord is the everlasting God. Now watch this. When he describes the Lord being the everlasting God, he gives us some examples of what God does in order to teach us who God is. And and basically, he lays out three basic things. He talks about the omnipotence of God. He talks about the omniscience of God. And he talks about the omnipresence of God. He says, look, look at what he says. First, first, he deals with the omnipotence of God. He says, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint or grow weary. God is omnipotent. He has the power to do whatever needs to be done. How do we know God has the power to do whatever we need done? Because God has already exercised and exhibited the power to get done what he's done in the past. And if the same power was present in the past and the same God is present today, then the same God who did it back then can do it today. If he can create out of nothing in our yesterday, that means he can create out of nothing today. Whatever we stand in the need of, God has the power to do it. But not only is he omnipotent, he says he's omniscient. Watch what he says. He says his understanding is unsearchable. Now, I know this is hard for some of y'all to accept and some of you to believe, but God is actually smarter than you are. (laughs) Well, the reason I say that is because you never pray to ask God his opinion. You rarely pray to ask his attention, right? You don't go to God to ask for his advice. As a matter of fact, truth be told, The only time you really go to God is when you're in trouble after you've gotten yourself in the trouble you find yourself in. And then your prayer goes something like this Help! If I ever needed you before, Lord, I shall do need you now. Come by here, good Lord, come by here. Pass me not, oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Lord, while on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Wouldn't it be a blessing if you actually went to God beforehand? Come on, some of you have children, you have family members who are like that, right? It would be nice if they asked for your advice before they had to ask for your help. Right? Wouldn't that be nice if they said, I'm thinking about doing this. And then you say, no, that's not a good idea. Because that's just not going to work. Instead of them doing it, and then after it doesn't work saying, hey, Can you help a brother out? Can you help a sister out? Third thing he says is he gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. The omnipresence of God is witnessed here in that God is not limited to place. He's not limited to person. He's not limited to time. The unwearied God gives strength to a wearied people. And and I got to tell you something. When you read this chapter, if you get a chance, read this chapter. The greatness of God is described throughout this chapter. It's declared throughout this chapter. It's declared that God is greater than the universe that we find ourselves in. It's declared that God is greater than any counselor or any teacher. He's greater than all the nations of the earth. He's greater than all the images and all the false gods that have been created. He's greater than all the people in the world. He's greater than any being in the entire universe. And when we get down to this passage of scripture, here's what God says. He says in his word he is greater than any trial or any temptation or any tribulation you will find yourself in. He strengthens both the weary and the weak. Where do you find yourself? Are you soul weary or are you spirit weak? What what has you at the place now that you're looking for somebody to tag out with. You're looking for somebody to trade places with. You're looking for that respite, not of your body, but of your spirit. The word of God says he's he's able to strengthen both the weary and the weak. Look at Psalm 103, verse 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting On those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. Psalm 121, beginning at verse 1. Let's read it together. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come from. Stop right there before we go any further. I want you to notice something in verse 1 because many times we quickly rush through and read through without taking account of the punctuation of the passage. When we talk about from where does my help come from, it is not a declarative statement. It's an interrogative. There's a question there because the writer wants you to question where does your help come from? And he wants you to know your help doesn't come from the hills. Your help comes from God. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. From this time forth and forevermore. Yeah. I I want somebody to read with me verses 3 through 6 of Psalm 147 because I believe this is going to be prescriptive from somebody today. You can read your own healing into your life. Let's begin reading at verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked to the ground. And one of the things I want to encourage you to do is when you read the word of God in your own personal private moments, put your name in the scripture. Put the first person instead of the third person. Put the first person Singular instead of the first person plural. In other words, when, when, when you read verse 3, for example, start reading it to yourself and say, He heals my brokenheartedness and he binds up my wounds. So start speaking those things over your own life so you can claim those things for yourself. Verse 3, Jeremiah chapter 31, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Here's the third and final thing, and then I'm going to take my seat. Number three, you need to realize God will renew your strength when you wait on him. God will renew your strength when you wait on him. Now, one of the problems with this passage is that most of us don't know what waiting on God looks like. Listen to what the text says, verse 30. Even you shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, most of you can think back to your younger days. Your younger days when you were footloose and fancy free, when you could run all day, run all night, and run all the next day when sleep was nothing more than an exaggerated, unnecessary event in your life. Oh, you had all kinds of vim, vigor, and vitality. Come on, don't go sleep with me. You, do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you, you go to work all day, put in a couple of hours overtime, get off from work, go grab a shower, get dressed, go out all night. Because you didn't wait till Friday to go out when you were young. You go out all during the week. Get through partying, go home, grab a shower, change your clothes, go to work the next day, and keep on running. Because there's this sense when we are young that we are the energizer bunny. We can just keep going and going and going. That's back when staying up all night was fun (laughs) instead of an inconvenience. But but listen to what Isaiah says. In in the context of youthful exuberance, enthusiasm, and energy, he says, even you shall faint and be weary. (laughs) And young men shall fall exhausted. Most of us can't remember a time when we were young and tired. Right? I mean, come on, now, let's be beyond I mean you, you'd be hard-pressed to think of a time when you were young and exhausted. You may have been tired of work, but that's not because you were tired physically, you just didn't want to work. But listen to what the word says. Despite your chronological age or your physical condition, you will get to a place, you will get to a time in life when in your flesh you will be worn out. You will be worn down. You will be looking to tag out or to tap out. I got nothing else. I'm done. Nothing else can come out of me. Watch what God says. But, contrastive conjunction, they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength Isaiah says, no matter your chronological age or physical condition, the Lord can strengthen you with both spiritual energy and vigor more than even a young person has. But but, but here's what I need you to understand. First of all, you got to understand what waiting is. Waiting on God is not a time to sit by passively and complain about what hasn't happened. Right? Right? Waiting has two necessary components. One is an expectation and the other is patience. You say, wait a minute, what what do you mean, Pastor? One is the expectation that I believe God can do. I believe he will do. And my patience is I'm going to wait until it gets done. Listen, most of you have never had to or it's been a while since you had to wait on public transportation. But, but if you've ever had to wait on public transportation and you were standing or sitting at the bus stop, you, you know there are two components to successfully being at a bus stop. You've got to have expectation and you better have some patience. There's an expectation that the bus is going to come. I, I'm expect, I, it's an exercise of faith. I believe it's going to come. Watch this. You may go to the bus stop and not have a schedule, but you believe A bus is going to come because you've seen buses come down there before. And there's a patience that says, based on that expectation, I'm going to wait. Based on the track record of the past, I'm going to wait in my present. Because I have seen buses come in the past and I need one right now, I'm going to wait until it comes. Maybe on the holiday schedule, but I'm going to wait. Because I know eventually it's going to come. Listen to me carefully. So many people fail in trusting God. Not because of their expectations, but because of their lack of patience. See, waiting is not a passive term. It's an active term. It's a powerful term. When I wait, I am renewing, I am reviving, I am am refocusing on the God who is able. I am focusing on the God who is able. And listen to me carefully. You can never fully obey God in your own strength. I'm trying to close this thing. You you can never fully obey God in your own strength because eventually your strength will run out before you get to the place of total obedience in God. So, what do you need to do? You got to trust God to provide the strength you need. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall, they will renew their strength. That, That word renew means to change, means to go forward, means to exchange. Some use the word image of exchanging the old for the new. If you could take a garment, take an item that's old and go in and exchange it for what is new. He says, you need to renew your strength. Watch this, from a fresh, eternal source of power. I like what the message translation does with this. The message paraphrase says, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. Yeah, anybody want fresh strength? Th- those who wait upon God get fresh strength. Fresh strength. there's something about something being fresh. That just, you know, I mean, you know, when you go to a restaurant, it's fresh vegetables or fresh pasta or fresh, you know, there's something different about something that's fresh. And, and you don't want something old and stale that's been abandoned. You want something that's fresh. He says, God, when you, when you wait on him, will give you fresh strength. They spread their wings like eagles. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Isaiah. You just said that the young men will get tired and weary and and youth will fail. What do you mean I'm going to be able to... to, To soar on wings of eagles and run and not get weary and walk and not faint. He says it's not based on the person, it's based on the power that's moving through the person. If you are moving in God, he says, watch this, if you move in God, you can soar, you can run, you can walk. You can experience elevation, rapid progress, and a steady course. You can continue to press forward when in your flesh you want to give up. See, when you wait on the Lord and God renews your strength, you can fly higher, you can run faster, you can walk longer. When you you wait on God, when God shows up, I don't know if you've ever experienced it. If you haven't, boy, I I pray you do one day when you get to the place when you know God is with you and and, and you can see things from a God perspective, you can run with God's power and and you can walk in God's purpose. See, sometimes sometimes it takes, for example, soaring on the wing of an eagle to get a God perspective on your earthly situation. Sometimes you gotta, you got to soar like an eagle to remind yourself that you're not wrestling against flesh and blood. But, but you're wrestling against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Sometimes you got to give above some of the stuff you're dealing with in order to get that God perspective on what you're dealing with. So I want to leave you with this word. Don't wait on people. Wait on and trust God. I'm going to leave you there. Because I think too many times we we wait on people and we trust people instead of waiting on and trusting God. That's why Isaiah said wait on the Lord. Wait, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Why? Because his strength is made perfect in my weakness wait wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart wait I say on the Lord wait wait on the Lord Rest, rest in him and wait patiently for him because when God shows up somebody in here can testify he can do more than any other power can do wait on the Lord Why? Because he will incline his ear to you and he will hear your faintest cry. Wait on the Lord because God can bring you salvation. Wait on the Lord because God will be your hope. He will be your rock in the midst of stormy weather. Wait on the Lord because he will be your fortress. Wait on God because he'll bless you when you wait on him. Old song said it like this He's a God. You can't hurry. He'll be there. Don't you worry. He may not come when you call him. But have I got one or two witnesses in here who can testify? He is an all time God. Yes, He is. And the blessing is for somebody today. Regardless of what you've been through, what you're going through right now, or what you will go through. Problems may change. Predicaments may change. But the person of God will not. He is the everlasting God. He was with you in the beginning. He's with you right now and he'll be with you to the end. Somebody today, I want you to leave here knowing whatever your problem is, is temporary. But don't focus on the temporary problem. Focus on the permanent God who can solve every situation. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this day. We pray now that everything that's been done and said has been pleasing in your sight, has brought glory and honor to you. Pray that your person has been glorified, that your people have been edified, and that the devil has been horrified. May somebody leave here encouraged today to no longer focus on their weaknesses, to no longer focus on their weariness, But in their weakness and their weariness, may they focus on you, the one who is able to renew our strength, to cause us to soar, to run, and to walk, to make progress in our journey to becoming all you want us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. everybody who can, everybody who will, if you would stand on your feet wherever you are. For those of you who are streaming with us today, I hope and pray that you have been blessed and encouraged by the message on today. And I want to say to you, if you need the Lord Jesus into your life, you can download the I Am Hope app, and you can discover Path to coming to know the Lord as your Savior it's not about rituals or routines or religion it's not about how pious you look in religious regalia it's really about having a relationship with God who loves you so much he loves you where you are but he loves you so much he doesn't want to leave you there if you let him God will make something beautiful out of your life Men and women who are up front, for those of you who are in the sanctuary, they would love to show you privately how to ask the Lord into your life. They would love to show you how to become part of this church family. If you're here today and you have a spiritual need, you want to say yes to the Lord. You want to become part of this church family. We're not perfect, man. We're just trying to work out the soul salvation that God has placed within us. And we welcome you to join us on the journey. If you're here and you're looking for a church home, we invite you to come. For this season of your life, we want to try to help you to become what God wants you to be. As the choir sings a song of invitation, if you're upstairs in the balcony or downstairs to my left or to my right, we invite you and say, Come on. Bless you. another. Stretch out your hands, please. Father, we thank you and bless you for this man, for this woman, for this couple, for this family that have chosen to become part of this fellowship. And we pray now, God, that for this season of their spiritual journey, that you would help them to find all that they need to continue their journey to becoming all you want them to be. Bless them now in a special way that the friendships, the fellowships, the encouragement of their faith what helped them to fulfill their potential in you. We love you and we ask your blessings right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let all of God's people say amen. 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 Come on, let's thank God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. The Kellys were one of our guests at the marital retreat and we certainly thankful to the Lord, man. They said it was going to start visiting and coming and so man, we're grateful to the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Good hope it's time for the offering. Amen. Uh, Let's prepare to worship the Lord in giving. Uh, We're going to ask you to give and one of the things I want to challenge you to do ask you to do is to really begin praying about your giving and making your giving the act of worship that it is. Uh, Many of us don't think about giving until it's time to give, right? We don't pray and we don't say things like, Lord, what do you want me to give this week in support of the kingdom work? Um, God, Pastor, mentioned uh, a need, something going on, a special project. Lord, how would you like me to give? What would you like me to do this week with my giving? And most of us don't give God, our first fruits, we give them our left fruits, right? Whatever's left over and that whatever we feel like we can spare that's not gonna hurt us too bad and not gonna cramp my lifestyle too much, I'm gonna give the Lord to that. I, if I ain't gonna miss it, I'm not gonna miss it, right? That's not the way we should give. And so I really wanna encourage you to be prayerful about your worship in giving because it really is an act of worship. And when you don't give God your best, then what you're saying to God is, God, I don't believe I have gotten your best from you. All right? Amen. Let's worship the Lord in giving. You can give online. Those of you who are visiting, those of you who may still be streaming, you can go download the I Am Hope app. You can give electronically through Givelify, Pushpay, ACH payments, whatever way you want to give, you can do that today. to control we're in your hands
1: on October 31st we will be celebrating hallowed be thy name this church-wide bridging event provides a fun and safe environment for children to enjoy as an alternative to the secular holiday of Halloween the event will be from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Forge for Families located at 3435 Dixie Drive the property will be transformed for a carnival atmosphere a mandatory volunteer orientation is scheduled for sunday october 27th, 12 p.m in the view and you can sign up via the i am hope mobile app or the goodhope.org website
2: register now for good hopes 2020 seven day western mediterranean church cruise sailing july 17th through 27th for more information Please contact Heavenly Match Travel Ministry, Mr. Ron and Marie Ward at 713-520-8005 or email HeavenlyMatched at Hotmail.com. Hey Good Hope, let's help three of our own collect donations of deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrushes, and baby wipes for homeless teens and young adults. Donations will be accepted each Sunday through November 9th after the 8 and 10 a.m. services in the Center for Hope. All donations will go to the Covenant House. Let's help make their eighth grade project a success.
3: Good Hope, the Hope for Families, in partnership with the Houston Food Bank, has now opened our weekly food pantry. The mission of our food pantry is to show the love of God by serving families in need with emergency food assistance on a weekly basis for better lives. Food Pantry provides opportunities for our church to make contact and connect with our community, sharing and showing the love of God through serving others. This is also in fulfillment of our mission and visions of our church. The Food Pantry will operate each Wednesday from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. However, anyone who walks up needing a hope during the week will be served. Volunteers, they make it happen. Please come and join our team. Setup is each Tuesday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So the Hope for Family Food Pantry is up and right. God bless you.
1: Bye-bye. Our new I Am Hope mobile app is live and ready to be downloaded. The app is super easy to use, but we want to quickly cover a couple of cool features. When the app first loads, you'll see a page listing all of our featured events. Scroll and click through them to stay informed of what's going on. Feel free to share these events via your social media platforms, text message, or email. At the bottom of the screen, you'll see a row of icons. Click on Sunday. This will give you everything you need for Sunday morning service, live stream, sermon notes, Bible, and our social media platforms. You can even fill out the sermon notes via the app. Let's continue to take hope to the world.
2: Don't forget, for additional events and announcements, download our new interactive I Am Hope mobile app. CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world.
0: Amen. Just a little reminder um, that cruise that's coming up next year, our church cruise, um, this is going to be a a tremendous opportunity for those of you who may have wanted to see uh, Europe. uh, I believe it's six five or six different ports. Those of you who wanted to go to Rome, uh, that's one of the ports that we are in. You get a chance to go to the Vatican, get a chance to go to the Colosseum, see the Sistine Chapel and and so many other sites along with Barcelona and Mallorca and um, Nice, uh, not Nice, um, Cannes, France, which is on the French Riviera and you can go to and some other areas. So really want to encourage you if, if you want to experience just a great trip, got a chance to do it this year and it was absolutely tremendous, life-changing trip. Um, make sure you get in touch with Brother Ron Ward and Heavily Matched and they can get you signed up, get you on a little payment plan and uh, you can make it happen. All right. Um, next Generation Leaders, uh, we are working hard. Minister Chris Johnson, come on up to Identify and encourage and equip our next generation leaders. And we have a project that we're kicking off in January that I would like to share with you so that you can choose to be a part of it if you're part of that millennial group. All right?
3: Good good hope. Good morning again. Good morning. So, since 2018, over 50% of our members that have joined this church have been millennials. And so millennials are defined as those born between the years of 1981 to the year 2000. Typically, they range between the ages of 18 to 40. We're embarking on a very strategic and intentional initiative that is going to target millennials in and outside of, out of, outside of our church, but specifically inside our church. And so we're putting out a call uh, to all millennials uh, in the church who are interested or think they may be interested uh, in the next generation leadership or training initiative. And so the purpose of this initiative is threefold. One is to encourage you, two is to equip you, three is to empower you. So we want to challenge you, we want to develop you, and then we also want to offer mentoring opportunities to millennials who may be interested uh, in this initiative. The church, specifically the black church, is on the precipice of what I believe is what's going to be the most important century uh, that black folks have ever faced in this country. And so the change that we seek uh, is going to come from the black church. Amen? Amen. 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 And so if you're a millennial and you're interested in giving leadership, our church is 147 years old. I want to thank our senior pastor who recognizes uh, the importance of bridging the generational gap Because so many times, amen, let me give him a round of applause for that. (laughs) It's because of his vision and his leadership that we're able to take strategic, intentional steps in doing this. And so uh, if you have your smartphone with you or we have an app on the phone, it's called Next Generation Leadership. You can go on the app. You can go on the website and sign up. We'd love, to, uh, we'd love to engage you and just uh, interact with you. Now, this program is going to start in January, and so you can contact us again via the app, via the website. Thank you so much, everybody.
0: Amen. Amen. Uh, let me do a couple of more things, and then I'm going to let you go. I want to recognize a couple of uh, good men who are here who are running for office. Uh, one is Mr. Larry Blackman. Stand up, Larry, if you would. Amen. Um, Larry, come on, come on out here, come on down front here, just so people can see you. Uh, Larry is running for Houston City Council position one, at large position one, and uh, as you know, early voting is going on right now, and so we want to encourage you to vote. And Mr. Rashad Cave, come on up, Rashad, if you would, so people can see you. Rashad is actually running to replace uh, Dwight Boykins as the council member of the district that we're in, Council District D. Uh, Rashad is a native of this district, has grown up in this district, and presently works with the city of Houston as a liaison between council members and city services, and so uh, he's well qualified for this position. He's a millennial as well. And uh, yeah, and so we appreciate him coming by. I've had a chance to meet with him and uh, talk to him along with Mr. Blackman, and we're thankful that they came by and shared with us today. Come on, let's thank God for them. Amen. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. Reverend and Sister Sloan, come on up, please. Ma'am and sir, sir and ma'am. So, Reverend and Sister Sloan will be leaving on Friday, heading to Uganda for the next month, and we want to cover them in prayer today. Um, man, I've, I've, I've known the Sloans now uh, for, for many years, and, and even before they came to Good Hope, had a chance to meet Reverend Sloan in co- at the College of Biblical Studies and, and some other settings, And, uh, and God is doing something great in their life together. Uh, Some of you may know, some of you may not know, uh, but I announced at the eight o'clock service that uh, Reverend Sloan has tendered his letter and they are in preparation to go to the mission field full time. Really excited for them Uh, This will be the second couple that we will be commissioning out of our church who have taken the call to spread the gospel across the world uh, in a very personal way. Um, Doesn't have a timeline yet, praying about where, but they think it's going to be Uganda. And so this trip is really significant because this is going to kind of be the nailing down trip, kind of the yay and nay. And uh, I'm praying not just for their love for God, um, but their love for each other, uh, their commitment to what God is doing that, that God would do even beyond what they can ask, think, or imagine as they head to the mission field. And so we're grateful to the Lord. Um, he's not leaving for good on Friday, right? He'll be here and he still has, you know, fundraising to do and they have language school to do. They'll be learning Swahili and and the culture of Uganda, but it's just a blessing whenever you see somebody stepping out by faith and trusting God. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm asking um, those of you who have been on mission trips, those of you who have, have been local, national, international missions where you've served people who needed Jesus to help them grow in Jesus. If you would come and lay hands on the Sloans as we cover them in believing prayer today, um, as they get ready to go to Uganda, man, what, what a great, exciting journey it is, you know? It's so exciting, and I know some of y'all are looking at them saying, Lord, I couldn't do that. That's why you ought to be really excited that they are doing it. Amen? Amen. And they, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and they become an extension of our church uh, they become an extension of this ministry as they take hope to the world amen, amen. sister Karen would you would you pray please for the Sloans would you do that
4: dear most gracious Father Lord we come before you unbelievers. as we know how God you know the truth Sloan's, you know their heart, you know their minds, you know their thoughts even before they think, Lord. The God, you know the path that you set before them. Yes. Path of good and expected in, according to your will and your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you have shown your face upon them and that you've opened doors that you designed for only this couple to walk through, God. God, they are walking by faith and not by sight. They are walking according to your word and according to your will, God. Lord, they know you, but most of all, God, you created them. And the heavens declare your glory. Because of who you are, Lord, they're trusting that you, Lord, they trust in you all the way. God, we are not meant to stay inside of these doors to share the word only among us. God, we are meant to go and share with the world, God. So, Lord, as you command this couple, let them walk with their head up high. Let them know that you are God. You sit high, you look low, and nothing will go before them without them knowing. We ask that you pull the wool from their eyes and let them see, God, anything that comes before them that's not of you, God. We ask that your angels cap hedges of protection around them, and Lord, quench every fiery dart that Satan may want to deploy their way, God, and let them know that you are God. And God, you command them for such a time as this. And God, we, good hope, our pastor, first lady in the congregation, stand before them, Lord, and behind them and with them through prayer. God, because we know prayer breaks change, open doors, and make ways. So God, we thank you right now. As they have learned of you, they will go and share of you and let their life and light shine so that others can hear and become knowledgeable of you and your word, God. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name, we pray a blessing, a shower of blessing and protection over them and their children while they're away, God. Let your way happen and let your word be done. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We lift them up, God. We ask that you shower them, Lord, with their blessing the wisdom and knowledge that comes from you and you alone. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Certainly grateful. Um, Shadon, are you here? Holler out if you are. Have you, have you seen a toy? Okay. All right. All right. Minister um, Johnson, come on, take care of our first, second, and third time visitors, please.
3: Can we thank our senior pastor for that message? Amen. Amen. Do we have any first, second, or third time visitors here with us on this morning? Any first, second, or third time visitors here with us on this morning? Thank you. Stand up. Please stand up. I see you waving your hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, brother. Well, on behalf of our senior pastor... And the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, we want to thank you uh, for coming and visiting with us today. We hope a a warm handshake, a warm hug, a smile, some type of warm embrace was extended to you. If it was not, promise if you come back, we'll do better on next week. And so can we just give our thanks to our visitors? Now, if you look to the front, you'll see a lovely young lady or handsome gentleman with a sign. If you will follow them. We just have a token of expression or gratitude for you that we'd like to share with you. And so if you will follow the lovely young ladies with a sign uh, and we have a token of gratitude we want to share with you. Good hope. Let's let's give them a round of applause and just to thank you for coming out. Amen. Amen. A few brief reminders before we are dismissed. Uh, If you go to the Center of Hope, we're taking donations for the Youth Homelessness Initiative uh, that our young people are working on in the Center of Hope. And so uh, it will be directly ahead of you. Yes,
0: So I just want to make sure, because some of you, you you heard the young lady speak last week, and you said, oh, man, I want to do that. I want to support that. And you didn't bring anything with you today, did you? You you were well-meaning. You heard that thing. And I don't want you to be well-meaning this week and not get it done. So let me just make the suggestion. You can go right around the corner and go to Walgreens or something, pick up some stuff and bring it right back to them. And then it's done. You know what I mean? All right. But I think it's tremendous that these eighth graders want to take this project on. And we certainly want to support them in helping our young people. Yeah. Uh, Elisa, how's, how's Sean doing? getting better. All right, that's that's my man, he's in college, were first year. I got to get up and check on him. I got to get to San Antonio and check on some kids as well. Uh getting old, boy. I'm telling you, y'all getting old around here. All these children getting grown. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else? We good? All right. Listen, come on. Let's stand on our feet. Let's get ready to go down from this place. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, thank you, Rashad. Thank you, Larry, for worshiping with us today. Man, we appreciate you, covering you and believing prayer, uh, trusting that God will bless and uh, that God's will is done. Please don't forget to get out and vote if you get a chance. I was literally riding down the street on Monday and, and saw some signs and I was like, man, I didn't know they were doing early voting there. Early voting is all over the place. And so I saw the signs out there, went in and voted. And so I want to encourage you to do the same. And if today is a free day for you, go and vote. Lines are going to be short, especially now on Sunday. You can go get that done. All right. Let's look to the Lord. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. And I pray now as we leave this place, we would never leave your presence. God, may we walk in your word and recognize that when we are weak, when we are worn, when we are weary, that's when you can do your best work, not just in us, but through us. Help us to wait on you, to focus on you, God, and we will find our strength there. It's in Jesus' name we pray that all of God's people say amen amen. amen, amen, and amen. Listen, show at least three people some love before you leave, and don't count the folk you rode with.